Sands. Right now on the line from Auckland City, I have Geneva from Soccer Practice. Good morning, Geneva. Morena. Morena to you. How are we this morning? Very well, very alert. It's a very beautiful day here up in the AKL, Tamaki Makoto. Oh, we love Tamaki Makoto indeed. And it's very nice down here in Aotearoa as well. We're having a run. We're having a run of blue skies and heat. Ah. It's amazing, but but it's like that humid heat that you have up there. We're not used to it. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, I've lived here all my life, and I I hate it. (laughs) 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 But I love the I love the city. Just hate the humidity. I think humidity isn't supposed to be friendly. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's like it's like here, but the opposite. We love the city, but we hate the the frost. And the yeah, snow. frost is a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, have you have you seen frost before up there? Yes, I have. I have not up here, but like down there. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's been um, it's been a few days since the release of the self titled soccer practice. Um, how have they been? How have the days been? How was the the show um, to put it out? Oh yeah, so we did our album release at the Golden Dawn Cabin of Power, which mm-hmm. is sadly closing in March. Yes. So yes. if you do want to get to a show, um, even though you're down there, make it up here before March because, um, yeah, we're we're um, yeah, we we it's kind of closed. Yeah, so rest like, in peace. It's such a great but, venue. Um, it was quite an honour. We had a double projection because we have Kim Newell doing a visual. Uh, musicianship, I guess, mm-hmm, live. Mm-hmm. And so we had it running down the wall and also on us as well, which looked really cool. It was a very humid night as well. <laughs> so I was sweating yeah. quite profusely, but um, it just means that you're working hard, I guess. Yeah. And everyone loved it, and we sounded great, which is what you can ask, you know, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. How important yeah. is is Kim's uh, VJing to the overall aesthetic of soccer practice? So what does that bring to the live event? Does it bring just so many more elements and make it so much of a bigger show? Well, like communication in general, you do need the visual and the audio aspects, but to to have them working together, I think um like I, I'm not gonna say that like our music's complicated to listen to, but it can be challenge it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for people who have first come across us, like we have it all the time, every single time we play, we have newer people coming across us. And I think having uh, Kim's visual element is, is somehow like an aid to be able to accompany us and to make us seem more uh, easier to read, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, we have Lady Laserlight down here, and she does some really amazing work with um, some great artists, and and it just yeah, it does it, yeah. it, it does take away a, a bit of well, not not a jarring effect from some music, but it just make it a little bit smoother at times. Um, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, it, it harks back to um, what people used to do in the nineties. Yeah, raves. That's, that's right. What we were referencing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how was soccer practice uh, born, and um, you know, and because um, you know we look at who's on the album, and you've got backgrounds in indie, reggae, swing, um, mm. comedic theatre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, you know what? Uh, yeah. Okay, um, we've got Leo Hogan who used to front a reggae band called. The Midnight. Mm-hmm. We've got Tom Burden, who's our founding member and, and also our foundation member, I guess. Um, he has been in a band, multiple bands, um, Yokel Ono, mm-hmm. Wilbur Forces, and also he was a solo project called Moppy. And 
in 2012, Tom was doing a gig under the name Moppy at the Golden Dawn. This is when you could play outside as well. Yeah, yeah. And he invited us, all four of us, played together. So Kim, Leo, me, him. And that was the original lineup. And then for years later, we didn't do anything. It was a great oh. night. We did really well. But um, yeah, we didn't do anything. And then, um, yeah, Tom came across this band name, Soccer Practice, after um, his nephew created like this naughty alter ego where he like refused to do anything he was told unless he was referred to as soccer practice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so awesome. a child has named us. Yeah, and, that's um, great. <laughs> he can't even really remember it. He was, a, he was quite young at the time, like about four or five. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, that's kind of how it happened. Uh, we draw everything from our own experiences. And so uh, that's just kind of how it happened, I guess. Yeah. Not organically, but more like... It just had to happen. I, I love there must have been that mystery for a long time of like, who was that band that played that time and why haven't we seen them again? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're also playing as guests for a solo act, so it was a different kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, there's, there's multiple musical layers to this album. Um, you know, there's disjointed break beats, you've got trip hop, you've got minimal tech, there's jungle in there. You know, a lot mm. of that's harking back to those rave days you mentioned earlier before. And there's, <laughs> and there's touches of pop as well. Um, so, um, how do the songs form? Is there a formula? Is there a beginning uh, with a sound and an idea? Or is it trial and error? Well, because. Uh, I've, okay, <clears throat> I referred to Tom as our foundation member, mm-hmm. so uh, I guess what I meant by that was that what he plays, we work off, Yeah. so he'll come up with a beat, and if, if you've heard us, you know, you have, but, um, mm. you know, for the listeners out there, if you've heard us, um, our beats are really quite glitchy and difficult, you know, like they've got a lot going on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, then Leo and I, we have a listen to it. And we're like, okay, where do we fit in here? And then I just kind of sing over it. Um, I hear melodies when I listen to his beats. Like, I hear melodies that he couldn't come up with and that that just pop into my head. And that's the same thing with Leo. And then Kim uh, uses what we've brought together and and creates the visual side of things. Yeah. And, it, and he's there, like, every practice when we're recording, he's there working on his illustrations, working on his timings, like... He puts everything through a system so he makes sure that, like, it's the right BPM and that type of thing. And, yeah, it's great. Nice, nice. That's how we do it. Now, sadly, um, the conversation around the use of Tereo Māori is, is back in the spotlight this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, spe- South Island. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, look, don't, don't be sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, soccer practice and the likes of Rio Hall and stuff, like, you're at the forefront of this, this new generation of artists embracing te reo Māori. Um, you know, was, was that a deliberate um, thing at the beginning? Were you always like, I want to, I, I want to use and embrace uh, te reo? And um, how is it, how important is it to, to you as a group and yourself to take this uh, taonga uh, to the stage and to the airwaves? Mm, yes, yes. Uh, so, yes, being Māori in general, being the embodiment of uh, a culture, mm-hmm. uh, is a political statement within itself. Like, me existing is a political statement. The fact that my parents got it together enough to <laughs> have me is, is quite a thing. So, you know, I've always known that my whole life is like, 
that we, we've got to use it. We've got to use mm. it. We've got to implement it. We've got to make it work. And when I got outside of school, I realized that I was in a bubble. You know, growing up in Auckland City, it's like quite diverse, but also there's a very large Polynesian Maori population here. It's the largest in the world. Yeah. And um, I didn't think for a second that New Zealand could be a racist place, yeah. but it is. Yeah. And you get, you get, oh, you get like, Idiots like fishermen and like knighted people. Um, <laughs> you know, all different types, types of um, levels, really. Because um, that's what racism is. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like only Pakeha are racist, but it's, it's been coming out quite a lot recently and it's quite specifically uh, geared towards Te Reo. And I th- it doesn't really disturb me in the regards to my work. Like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing over here. Um, we're still moving on without them. And there's so many other cool people to talk about who are actually listening and who are participating in the community and who are doing everything that they can to preserve Te Reo and to implement it in their own special way. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like the South Island can be plagued with quite a lot of strange occurrences in regards to people even being allowed to print that type of thing. Yeah. Like, isn't that what an editor's for? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's all these different agendas um, across the country. And and I'm, I think, yeah, if I keep putting out my content, it might be able to get rid of their content. And I don't know, the, the, the attention will be off them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, uh, but uh, you you do get more publicity of something negative than you do of something positive. I don't know why. Maybe it's human nature, but people love to concentrate on bad stuff sometimes. Yeah, they do. They do. But I mean, controversy. You know. I mean, I look Sorry. I look around me now, and and I I do hold out hope that you know we're almost at the end generation, uh, you know, of these old white bigots just <laughs> dropping off you know like and, and, you know i i really hope like because it, it's still down here um and in pockets still a kind of real mainstream opinion mm. well know? haters learnt yeah yeah that's right haters learnt and and maybe it, it's my job among other people's to uh reteach people how to love i guess and how to um, enjoy themselves and, and, and yeah, music is a good way of doing that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't necessarily have to understand. I think that's where the argument comes from. It's like, oh, I don't understand what's going on. So, like, I feel isolated or, you know, I feel like with music you can interpret different languages and, and it's more subliminal. It's it's funny how they they feel like their culture is threatened when, by threat, <laughs> and then, but, but they're threatening but culture, yeah. you know? It's, it's not even a big like it shouldn't be a big deal, but it no, is. No. And and yeah, I think anybody out there who's listening, who's using Tere or using their own languages, living a bilingual life, like go hard, yeah. hard babe. Yeah, kia ora <laughs> to that, eh? Yeah. Um, right now, back 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 to uh, the the music. Um, now, Sarah Register mastered this this record. Um, she's produced some amazing records from some uh, amazing artists. Uh, Chastity Bout. Um, she's worked with Slim Twig. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Twin Speak. Andrew WK. 
Um, how did she come on board, and what is what has she brought to um, the the sound of the album? Ah, so we found this magic person um, through a friend, and we were just like we're looking for someone to master. Um, our friend Andrew, oh, sorry, <laughs> our friend Sam Moore, and also Sam Bradford uh, worked on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Sam Moore record the rest of our tracks um, after um, like Heidi Mayatama. And um, he did our original one, Windfall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were like, should we get him to master or should we find someone else? And then we thought, maybe we want like a fresh thing, like just someone else, fresh pair of eyes or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we found her and then we sent them over and she was super professional and made it sound amazing. And it was cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, well, she's produced some amazing albums, so she must be pretty good. I know. I, yeah, yeah. We couldn't believe it. We we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how well, did you it... know, sometimes, sometimes your friends can really pull through with some cool ass yeah. people. <laughs> how, how did it all work out? Because, you know, Heidi Maya Tama's been out for a while. Um, same with Windfall. Mm-hmm. So, um, how, how did those, did you re record? Or, well, you haven't because I've listened to it, but I haven't. Yeah, I I, I look at this album as more of a chapter, like a sub-chapter. And yes, it's like past two years or so. um, And we, you know, we could have released it earlier on, but it just wasn't the right timing for us. And we decided to to keep putting up singles because that seemed to be working. Yeah. Um, Because sometimes I think if you're making challenging music like this, maybe it's good to just drip thread it, feed it through yeah. so that people kind of get used to you and then when you got the album they're like ah oh this oh great mm, mm, mm. Oh, it's all together now great like you know yeah. rather than like kind of just being like ah like <laughs> jumping out and being like here's our whole album um you know um, <laughs> uh, so yeah I mean it's, it's just it wasn't really a strategy it's just kind of what happened um mm-hmm. and it felt right it's all about about it feeling right right timing yeah. yeah yeah. well you know how much we love it I mean Heidi Maya Tama was the most played track on Radio 1 last year uh, honestly you guys are just so good to us like I, I was so amazed that, that we could reach you you know oh no we were stoked mm, get mm. us more all the music all of it um, oh, we'll give you every piece of music that <laughs> yeah, we possibly have good. I swear <laughs> um, well um, congratulations on the album um, it's been a wonderful wait um, like you have been uh, pushing out those singles and they've all been awesome and now the collection's there and it's been played over and over again we're, we're totally in love with soccer practice so thank you so much um, for putting the album out and thank you for talking to me this morning it's been a pleasure oh, thanks for calling up oh. we'll chat anytime yeah yeah, do- yeah. totes totes um, brilliant <laughs> choose a song which which one from the um, album would you like me to play uh Oh man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On the spot. You know what? This one's just like because it's breakfast, and earlier before we were on air, we were talking about how metal. You know, you can't play like real um, harsh genres. Yeah, this place is um, harsh. You might you might want to go for like radars. Oh yeah. Because um, that's just an instrumental, and it's actually just Tom. And I kind of I wanted it to be on the album because that was like. That's kind of what Tom sounded like before we came along. Yeah, and yeah. Um, even though I'm not in it, I just think that yeah, like how humble it's you. good to it's, yeah, it's good to remember your your like your roots and like how you began, and and it's like our little you know kind of pre soccer practice soccer practice 
interesting. We did actually write a song um, about being abducted by aliens. Over <laughs> it. And, um, yeah, it's like spaceship. I want you to probe me. Oh, um, but, um, but then we decided not to do it. Yeah, <laughs> behind every good idea, there's probably like a thousand bad ideas. Is that your com- um, comedic background coming through there? Yeah, <laughs> so I want you guys to think of, um, you know, alien love, extraterrestrial exiles. Right. I'm about it. You know, Gillian Anderson, Gillian, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. that type of buzz. I know, I know. Hey, um, once again, <laughs> thanks for the kōrero. I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, have have a wonderful day, and um, hopefully we'll see you back down here sometime soon. Oh wait, wait, wait! People can get the album Spotify, um, yeah. but go to Bandcamp. Seven bucks on Bandcamp, but yeah. you can give us more if you want. Yes, that's right. Give, 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 um, <laughs> and, and hopefully, no doubt, it'll be a feature album uh, in the coming weeks here on Radio One as well. Uh, once again, uh, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you down in Otipoti, um sometime in, in the new year. All right, Matewa. All right, Kakite. All right, that was Geneva from Soccer Practice, of course, much loved, um, amazing, God, we love Soccer Practice. Um, So here's Radar's track number four off the self-titled debut from them, um, which is available for purchase um, on Bandcamp, that's where I'd go, because they get most money from Bandcamp, so it's the way to go, it's the way to go, you're on the one, 91FM.